It is time for the Tan and the J Man Show. Huge show tonight. Two of our favorite things coincide the same week. It seems like it happens a lot, but it seems like for whatever reason, maybe it's just because I was busy, but I did not think they were going to coincide uh, this week. NCAA tournament, NFL free agency, fun time to be alive. Yes, sir. J-Man, hope you're doing well. Congratulations. First podcast is the married man, J-Man the married man, showing off the ring right there. Very fun wedding. Got to show all the audience on the ISC Sports Network a picture of the wonderful wedding. There we go. Love it. That's myself on the left, my fiance Stephanie, followed by the beautiful bride, Megan, and the handsome groom himself, the J-Man. So, hey, I got got permission of one of the, I got, I got, I got permission from one of the females. I should have probably reached out to both before I shared that, but uh, she, she makes her appearance. I think that's the first time anyone's ever seen a picture of her. And Jamie, I, I think so. I think so. I think that goes for both. So good time good to debut show. it. Good time to debut it. But uh, great weekend, great wedding, beautiful, fun times, a lot of dancing. Lost my voice a little bit. Um, uh, I'm, I'm still. Re- my voice is still recovering. So uh, give me a break there. I'm surprised how mine's uh, come uh, bounce back, considering I yelled pretty loudly at the Purdue Penn State game yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> I tried not to, but those last two or three minutes really angered yeah. me. We we might have had to push the show back if uh, the show was yesterday, because you were dealing with losing your voice from the reception and also Penn State game. I had completely lost my voice and yeah. sounded terrible due to uh, the cigars I smoked. <laughs> Uh, speaking to a lot of people, the reception, singing, all of that. So uh, slowly but surely, she's coming back. Yeah, but we do have a packed show tonight, like you mm-hmm. said. So uh, let's dig right into it, dive right into it, whatever you want to say. I got a birdie or bogey question for you. It's NFL related. I have a two-stroke lead coming into tonight. So this is this is a big one. This is a big one. Your one wedding gift, I mean, I know you already gave me your wedding gift, but your one wedding gift could have been just lobbing me a softball. It could have been, but I, uh, not that nice. <laughs> but you do have a chance for a birdie or a par or a bogey tonight, so that's a little bit of a gift. I take it. You might have seen this because Jalen Ramsey got traded to your favorite NFL team, the Miami Dolphins. So you might have seen this while well, I'm taking a chance here. Jalen Ramsey became the fourth defensive back in NFL history to be named first-team All-Pro three-plus times and play for three-plus different teams before turning 30 years old. Hmm. Who are the other three defensive backs to do this? Get two for a par, three for a birdie, one or zero for a bogey. Can you repeat the question, please? Yes, I can. Jalen Ramsey became the fourth defensive back in NFL history to be named first-team All-Pro three-plus times and play for three-plus different teams before turning the age of 30. Three other defensive backs. Oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say right now that I'm not going to get it right. I'm hoping for a par, at least. Um, But I doubt I get a birdie. But... Birdie Buggy is brought to you by Arlington Public House, which Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. They had not put any specials up uh, this past week, but I'm sure their food was really good, as always. You can't go wrong with the pork chop or their burgers. or uh, They always have some good seafood on, on the menu. It, mm-hmm. You can't really go wrong with anything on the menu, so... If you live in northern Indiana, especially around Rochester, Fulton County, you haven't been there, definitely go give it a try. You will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are we starting with tonight, J-Man? Do you want to hit some info free agency, or do you want to dig right into March Madness, talk about our brackets, matchups, players, sleepers, dark horses, upsets? I say NFL free agency. All right. All right. Let's do it. Um, well, the big rumor of the day it hasn't been confirmed. Trey Wingo posted that it looked like Aaron Rodgers would become a member of the New York Jets today. Yeah. Um, Trey, yeah, as you said, Trey Wingo has uh, reported. And he's a pretty respectable guy. You know, he's he's one. If he throws it out there, I'm yeah. going to believe what he's saying. 
However, I, I got to hear from Schefter or Rappaport first. Before yes, I, uh, 100%. Even, uh, yeah, there's a few other guys that I – because, yeah, Wingo's not technically an insider. Um, True. But, yeah, uh, it he usually – he's usually correct. And um, the funniest thing is Rodgers could have had this all figured out. He even said to the Packers, I'm not going <laughs> to hold them hostage this year. I'm going to choose, like, right away after I go on this weird darkness retreat. And here we are, free agency started, and we still have no clue. I'm holding the Jets, which is funny, uh, and the Packers hostage uh, right now. Jets missed out on Jimmy G waiting for him. Uh, You could even say the Packers missed out on Jimmy G waiting for him as Jimmy G signed uh, with the Vegas Raiders. But uh, we talked to a few Green Bay Packers fans uh, at my wedding over the weekend, and they had the exact same sentiment as they are so sick of the drama and they hope Rodgers is gone. So I think a lot yeah. of Packers that way. I think I talked to three of them at your wedding. Every single one I asked, and I'm over them. Let's just go, yep. Jan, see what we got. So, And uh, one of the guys, uh, Roger Bogle, I'm going to shout out by name. Yep. Uh, biggest, one of the biggest Packers fans I know wears, has his man cave is awesome. He has Reggie White jerseys everywhere, wears cheese heads all the time. Said, done with him. I, I would rather lose with Jordan Love than win with Aaron Rodgers at this point. So. Yeah, it's it's hard to get rid of a legend, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes it's just time, and it just seems like for both parties involved, it's just time. Yep. Um, it just feels weird that that exit might be to New York, just like Brett Favre, who came before him. It's like okay, then he's gonna play a year in New York, and then go to Minnesota when they get rid of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, his career's playing out kind of the same way as uh, as Brett Favre did. did. Favre only won one Super Bowl as well, right? Yeah, I won one. Only played in two. They're back to back. Yeah, should have got the one third with in Minnesota. Um, yes, lost did. to the Saints in 2010. Well, he had some other chances with Green Bay too, because like we've talked about in the past, and people probably think I'm wearing a Green Bay hat, but this is Seattle SuperSonics. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, just I do, and I just want to clear, clear, clear the air there for somebody that might be out there watching for the first time. Um, I mean, Favre had other chances, when, like I said, because it seems like the Packers always have home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Always. Or more times than not, and they never or rarely get there. Well, so. I'll never forget that super cold game, uh, the first giant Super Bowl with Eli yep. Manning. It was like two degrees out. They went into Green Bay and beat them. Uh, San Francisco, of course, went into Green Bay. Was that last year and beat them? Yes. Uh, knocked them out. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does feel like, yeah, they're 13-3. and three, This is the year, and then they get beat. And I, I don't even really remember them losing in the conference championship game. It seems like it's always their first game they're playing at home. Right. Um, I, I do remember them choking that uh, fairly big lead away against Seattle. Now, that was in Seattle um, in the conference championship game. They missed an onside kick. Or, no, uh, Seattle got an onside kick, and then they ended up tying it and winning in overtime. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that Rodgers has only got there once, and it was 12 years ago now, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but, again – Got probably got to win more. Yep, uh, I, and I know it's ironic coming from my, a uh, Dan Marino fan, but uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, I mean, Marino would definitely get the same flack today if if it was mm-hmm. you oh, know if he sure. played in today's age. So, um, and, and I know it's not all on the quarterback. It's you know what what do they have around them and different things. But and, and that's part of the fault is to Packer management. They haven't built around them very well. Um, but at the end of the day, it all falls on the quarterback. Doesn't really matter. It's kind of they are never very active in free agency. No, um, and I I know it's probably hard to lure players to Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> um, to play the majority of your football games. Uh, so they have to build through the draft, and it seems like they're always going defense. And they have never really gotten Rogers many weapons. I, I don't have they even taken a wide receiver in the first round. I think going in, going into a uh, year a year or two ago they hadn't. I don't believe they took one in nope. the past two years. Um, so yeah, uh, Randall Cobb was a second round pick. I think Jordan Jordan Nelson was second or third round pick. Devontae Adams was second round pick. Uh, this past year, Christian Watson was second round pick. So they they haven't really. Uh, and, and and I know they're usually picking in the twenties, so it makes it a little right. More difficult, right. You look but, at some of the wide receivers that were taken in the twenties, like a Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. So, uh, and and then of course they trade. Devontae Adams away, and uh, those young receivers, 
did not produce as well as they thought they were going. And you know what? 50% of that blames on Aaron Rodgers for not showing up in the offseason. So sure. he, he can blame the organization in the uh, young receiving core all he wants, but he needs to look at himself in the mirror, and he's never done that, ever. It's never no. been his fault. Rather go on dark retreats. Yeah. yeah. Host Jeopardy. <laughs> go on uh, Pat McAfee every week. Go on Joe Rogan once in a while. So. Yeah. My bold prediction that your tires still out there, still not wrong yeah. yet. Still not wrong. That, that would be great if he signs with the Jets and then about July just decides to hang hang her up. Uh, that that would do. Uh, that would make me very happy. I did put your bold prediction that Rodgers or Brady would be a Dolphin. I did go ahead and mark that one in red. Um, I think that's that. pretty. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm still hearing Tom Brady's name way too much. Well, from national guys, and I I don't know if it's just them drumming it up to get clicks or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, He's came out and denied a report once on that he's coming yeah, back. And, man, he would look like a fool if he did. Yeah, he would look like a fool this time around, but yeah. yeah. Teach their own. What other big free agency news was there today? Uh, well, the Dolphins trade for Jalen Ramsey yesterday. Yes. Uh, which was, I mean, huge. I mean, they only gave up a third-round pick and a tight end that had, I think, two career catches. Um, so that that's huge. I, I know his metrics weren't elite last year. Still had four interceptions, one of the best DBs in the game. Um, have him in Vic Fangio's defense, uh, and I assume his addition will help Xavion Howard out significantly because there was nothing on the other side last year. You have Jalen Ramsey, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, uh, Cater Kohu, Xavion Howard, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins. This defense is loaded. Now it's time to start producing. So that's where I'm Yes, it that. is. I'm uh, I'm looking at info.com to see. Uh, I did see the Steelers signed three-time All-Pro cornerback uh, Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta got uh, signed Jesse Bates. Yeah, fourth highest contract amount sa- safeties. Uh, the safe uh, the Cincinnati Bengals lost their two starting safeties today, so their defense got yeah. worse. It's never good. Yep. Um, Bears are the ones going out <laughs> and making the splash. Signing Tremaine Edmonds from uh, big the, deal. Uh, yeah, huge deal from the Buffalo Bills. He's arguably just as good as Roquan Smith too. And they got him for cheaper, and they got a second round pick uh, for Roquan Smith. Um, who else did they sign? They had another big money. Uh, oh, uh, TJ TJ Edwards, I believe, yep. from the yep. Philadelphia Eagles linebackers. So they've. I mean, their defense is obviously their biggest needs. Offensive line as well, uh, but. They traded um, the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers for DJ Moore, a first-round pick, I think a fourth-round pick, and then a first-round pick next year. So they just yep. keep stacking picks to take uh, guys in the trenches. I honestly thought they might get three first-rounders out of it. That's kind of what I was hearing on some different podcasts. But even to get two and get some other nice picks, perfect team for them. to tra- Yeah, and DJ Moore, a weapon for Justin Fields, which he hasn't had. Perfect uh, team to do business with for them. Cole fans have to be frustrated because assuming they wanted C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, they're not going to be there. They're going to go one or two, one and two. I don't know which combination yet, but they're going to go one and two. Uh, they can still get four, get Will Levis or, or Richardson from from Florida if they want. Uh, we'll see. Or maybe they – I doubt they'll do that, but maybe they throw their name, their hat in the ring for Lamar Jackson. Um I don't think they will, but I talked to one Cole fan at your wedding that uh, would like them to do that. Yeah, um, I don't see Lamar Jackson going to Indianapolis. I don't either. Um, he he see. I mean, for one, he's his own agent, which is not very smart, uh, which, <laughs> hurt, which has hurt him significantly too, I believe. Um, and it seems like the NFL is kind of colluding against him. Um, he seems like either Baltimore or Miami. He's from Miami, grew up a huge Dolphins fan. It just feels like he's going to be a Miami Dolphin at some point in his career. I don't think it'll be right now. Dolphins have way more needs than uh, quarterback. Um, Indianapolis, I guess, if they give him the right deal, he'd go there. He just doesn't seem like an Indianapolis Colts type of player. Not sure what kind of uh, offense there. Who who did uh, the Colts hire to be there? Oh, it's it's Jim Bob Cooter, right? He's Jim Bob Cooter, yep. Um, yep. Not sure what type of offense he runs there. Uh, when all said and done, I think he ends up back in Baltimore. I just don't see him leaving. Um, and they and the other veteran quarterbacks, they've missed out on Derek Carr going to New Orleans, missed out on Jimmy G, as I said, going to the Vegas Raiders, even missed out on a guy on Sam Darnold who signed a one-year deal with the 49ers today. 
Uh, so I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater's out there. Maybe they do a bridge here and try to shoot for Caleb Williams, tank for Caleb Williams um, sort of deal. So, uh, or um, I don't know if the North Carolina quarterback uh, is draft eligible yet. But uh, I don't believe he is. Yeah, I think he's a true freshman. Um, maybe, maybe they just go the tank route this year. I know they did it last year, but they're not going to end. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are so risky to be taking in the top five. They had good they had good workouts, but you know who else did? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's workout was phenomenal, which is why he went number two overall. Um, so. Yep. Looking at I mean, there wasn't a ton of big names that made moves today, but there were a couple. Um, a couple, a lot of backup quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Case Keenum, two-year deal with uh, Houston Texans, so he'll back up whoever they sign. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, like you said, three years, $72.75 million deal. Is he in uh, I don't think so. Um, I, don't, I think they're pretty similar. And we didn't talk about, De- we hadn't talked about Derek Carr going to the Saints, I don't believe, before on the pod. So I missed that one. I had him going, going to the Commanders. Um, my Broncos have been active today. Uh, Improving, in my opinion, at least their offensive line a little bit. Got Mike McGlinchey from uh, uh, San Francisco. Paid highly for the right tackle, though. Five-year deal, $87.5 million deal. Uh, over $50 million of that guaranteed. They bid outbid the Bears, it sounded like, for him. Then they signed uh, Ben Powers, guard from Baltimore, four-year, $52 million deal. So that says bye-bye to Dalton Reisner, who was a Bronco since he got drafted. And they just, just it was this was just announced by... Schefter, they got a tight end Chris Manhurts from Jacksonville, and then they got Jared Stidham today, two-year, ten million dollar deal from the Raiders, the backup Russell Wilson, which I was hoping for a little bit of better veteran backup, but he's probably still an upgrade over Brett Reppin a little yeah. bit. So. And he, he played fairly well. Uh, yeah, in for Derek Carr when they decided to go a different direction. I saw one guy complaining that they overpaid. I'm like, they paid him ten million for two yeah. years. Like, for backup, I'd rather pay yeah. him ten million than Mike White sixteen, like the Dolphins did. Right, right. So for a guy who isn't that much better than Skylar Thompson, um, yeah. But um, yeah, one thing Sean Payton has always had is a good offensive line. He's already, yeah, he's already doing it. So. And I think they'll continue to add maybe a few more through free agency and then draft. They don't have a first or second round pick. So I look a lot of their picks to be offensive line based. I just, they haven't had a good offensive line in years. Mm-hmm. And it's time to make that a strong uh, strength of the team, especially if he wants to run the ball a lot to set up play action yeah. pass. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Colts pretty quiet. Colts haven't done much yet. So yeah, nothing, nothing to report on yeah, them. It, it might be shaping up to be uh, one of those off seasons where. Try to save some money for next year, kind of tank, and, and especially I'm sure the Carolina Panthers trading up kind of dampered uh, any of the Colts' hope um, in getting probably the quarterback they wanted. They they might yeah. over or they might reach on a guy like Will Levis or um, Anthony Richardson, as you said. But uh, it's it's got to be a pretty disappointing start to free agency. Uh, even oh yeah, free agency. So and Frank Wright's got to be smiling, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he's gonna pick his quarterback. What quarterback he wants? Uh, um, he already put a really good staff together. Yeah, really veteran-based I, staff. Yes, and and I think uh, I'm I don't think they'll have the turnaround kind of like Jacksonville did, but that uh, hiring him as a head coach kind of feels like Jacksonville hiring a, a Doug Peterson type, uh, just a uh, ju- just a solid presence there. One other quarterback I I forgot to mention that might be on the move. It came out last night. Rumors were that Baker Mayfield could be headed to Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, or Jacoby Brissett. I also read he was another guy. Uh, so that that's looking to be Tank City there in Tampa Bay. Sure. <laughs> this, uh, I mean, this year. I would that, say that terrible though. So they could win it at seven and ten. I mean, I would roll with Baker or Jacoby over Kyle Trask. So for sure, for sure. If if you wanna, if you want if you to, because that division's not good. No, it's terrible. Yeah, so. at, I mean, what's Atlanta gonna do at the quarterback spot? Yeah. Uh, New Orleans got their guy. I think New Orleans is probably the team to beat. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Well, and it was smart in New Orleans. You know, I didn't even put the two and two together to Dennis Allen, Derek Carr connection from their Oakland days because yeah. it yeah, lasted I mean, so yeah. briefly because Oakland fired him like after like eight games. Not really eight games, but it was quick, quick stint there. So, yep. yep. Uh, well, before we get into March, unless you have anything else free agency-wise that you want to hit on? 
before we get into March Madness, uh, do you want to get educated a little bit? Let's do it. I need it. I, I lost <laughs> a, a few too many brain cells over the weekend. All right. Well, let's see what happened on this day on March 13th throughout the history of sports. Um, on this day in 1894, a guy named L or J.L. John Stone of England invented the horse racing starting gate. Hmm. No idea how they started before that. I guess you just uh, let your uh, horse off its uh, off the reins and let it go. I don't know. No idea. No idea. idea. I'm not uh, not real up to date on my horse racing knowledge. Ducky Derby's coming up here in a few months, though. It is. It is. You better send in your video of you riding a horse. For a preview show or something. Ever. Uh, let's see. Man, not very good ones so far. On this day, 1960, the NFL Chicago Cardinals moved to St. Louis. Not much good comes out of St. Louis. Man, 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 man. A lot of figure skating stuff for some reason. Uh, a lot of SEC, ACC, Big East tournament stuff. Man. So, I think they, is the tournament starting earlier? No? It starts when? March 17th? March 16th? Technically starts the 14th tomorrow, but it's about usual. Here we got some here. On this day in uh, 2020, 12 hours after the PGA Tour canceled its flagship event, flag ship event the players championship augusta national announced postponement of the masters tournament to a date to be fixed because of covid19 pandemic this is when we really started to see things start to yeah. start to cancel get canceled and postponed three years ago yep it was just three yeah three years ago when uh, yep. the nba shut down just a few yep. days ago of the anniversary of that so yep uh, it was a weird time scary time Yes, it was. It was not a fun time to do the pod, but we uh, cranked through it somehow. Somehow, somewhere. And on this day last year, after a 40-day retirement, record-breaking quarterback Tom Brady announced he will play at least one more season in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's it's coming up on 40 days, so maybe he passes that 40-day mark and then decides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If he comes back again, I'm telling you, nobody's going to believe a word he ever says about anything. Yeah. Going forward. I think people start losing the respect of, losing respect for him too. Yep. Yep. That's pretty short on this day this week. Not a lot happening on March thirteenth. I'm sure next week we'll have a lot of NCAA tournament on this day, I would think. Mm-hmm. So but on this day is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you will get 15% off your order. NCAA attorney. Um, I have a word association here that is NCAA attorney related, and I kind of just want to go right into it so we can talk about the bracket afterwards. I picked a random player um, (laughs) from each Big Ten team that has made the farthest in the NCAA tournament. I like this. Um, Okay. Starting with, I don't even know what year this was, Kalen Lucas. Kalen Lucas. Uh, Michigan State has so many guards over the years. All all Big Ten. Stay there four years. Tough as nails. He was one of those guys. Definition of a winner, Kalen Lucas. Uh, never made the pros, or if he did, maybe it was just for a cup of coffee. But uh, yeah, he's a guy I remember very well amongst a whole list of Spartan guards. Yeah, I'm ch- I was trying to think of guards that did that in um, Michigan State. We had Shannon Brown, I remember. Then it was Kalen Lucas, Drew, uh, Drew Neitzel, Kalen Lucas. Well, um, you go back to Mateen Cleaves even before Mateen Shannon Brown. Cleaves, yeah, and then, then it ended with Cassius Winston. And yep. uh, yeah, they it seems like they've always doing that. Another Michigan State guy here, Raymar Morgan. Oh, he was an athlete. Um, he did have a few years in the NBA. Uh, wore a headband, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I know Shannon Brown wore one. Maybe, maybe eh, Morgan may have been off and on. Um, I think he wore number two for the Spartans at Cornrows. Good wing, athletic. Man, I this is giving me PTSD. I hated those Izzo teams. Um, they were so good. 
One of our least favorite Michigan State players of all time, Draymond Green. Oh, yeah. He's another definition of a winner. Even in the pros, he's been a winner for Golden State. But he's a player, if you're, if you're a fan of that team, you love him. Uh, anybody else, you hate him. Um, I haven't been able to stand him since college and can't stand him in the pros. But the dude knows his role, gets under player skins, um, just gets it done. But still, Still doing that, too. Runs his mouth. Yep. He and Dylan Brooks have feud now. He's had a feud with about every single NBA player, it seems like. He has feud uh, with his own teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Switching to Ohio State here because they had some good runs too. David Lighty. David Lighty, the for- forgotten guy, I would say, all that core. Yeah, but he was the guy. defender. He was the lockdown defender. Um, but he's kind of forgotten about. You usually talk about Diebler, Buford, Solinger, Kraft, Evan Turner, of course. Um but, yeah, Lighty was the lockdown defensive guy and key role for the Buckeyes. And I know Buckeyes fans haven't forgot about him, and neither have hardcore Big Ten fans like yourself and myself. It seems like David Lighty was the OG six-year player. Yeah. He was there because he blew out his knee, and he was mm-hmm. there six years. Uh, Wisconsin now, Jordan Taylor. Jordan Taylor, yeah. I actually had forgotten about Jordan Taylor. Um, man, this is bringing back some bad memories, Josh. He, he was clutch. Um, good guard kind of was the, I mean, you had Devin Harris back in the day or in Orlando Tucker, but he was kind of part of the next wave that came along. Um, and then all the most recent Wisconsin guys that, uh, Bo had at the end of his tenure. So before, well, even heck, even Johnny Davis, I guess was a great guard, but yeah, Jordan Taylor was really, really good. William Buford. Yeah, another one, Ohio State one. Um, never made the pros, I don't believe. He might have been drafted, but he never made the pros. But I think he's had a pretty successful career over in Europe. Um, I just remember going down, going to Value City Arena in 2011 when Ohio State was number one, Purdue's ranked number 10. That game was over by halftime. And Buford and Diebler, I think, are still raining down threes. So we're number 44. But he was a guy, when he got hot, every time he shot, the uh, crowd would gasp in the, in the arena because he thought it was going down. Yeah, Buford was ridiculously consistent. You look at his numbers, and starting his freshman year, his numbers were like the same every single year. Uh, just ridiculously consistent. Uh, Mitch McGarry. Oh, man, Mitch McGarry. Uh, kind a of bust. a – I was going to say kind of a bust. Um, saw him in person in Savannah, Georgia back in 2014 after his, he was done. With, with, uh, it was just really random. He was coming out of a restaurant where we were going in, and – my cousin Bryce yelled, hey, Mitch, and he turned around and gave a head, and I'm like, oh, that was Mitch McGarry. Um, but uh, was part of the Oklahoma City Thunder for a little bit. But, yeah, he was hyped up to be really, really good, and it was more of a role player for Michigan. On really good teams, though, on national championship contending teams, but or team, I should say. But Yeah, he had a really good NCAA tournament, too. Which yeah. Where he, did. he did, but uh, Purdue, Purdue recruited him hard, and in the end he went to Michigan. And uh, John Beeline – Won a lot of those recruiting battles over other Big Ten teams. So, Ben Brust, Ben Brust, annoying guy for Wisconsin. Uh, hit big shots though at times, the big no, big moments. Another just winner. Um, another guy. You know, we talk about Michigan State having guards. Wisconsin's the same way. Have a lot of guards that are just gritty winners. Annoying. You're like, how's this guy a good basketball player? That was Ben Brust. Yeah, uh, Ben Brust actually kind of made. Illinois fans mad this year because he was talking about um, Illinois Wisconsin football games. Like we'll, we'll we'll beat Illinois. There's no way we lose to Illinois. We'll never lose to Illinois. And then we got to look at this, and we're going to win the Big Ten West. And then Illinois went into Wisconsin, beat them thirty-four to ten. Whooped them. Um, yeah. Uh, Josh Gosser, remember him? I remember the name. Yeah, no, but um, one, he was there for in Wisconsin for a while, and that team that lost to Duke. Just another one that's a winner that yep. just kind of off the bench. Role player, um, I think he was off the bench. Um, I think he did both. A little bit of both. But, yeah, it was just, you know, those Wisconsin teams, Michigan State teams, Ohio State teams, those were the main three, really, of yeah. us uh, growing up that have just, quote-unquote, badgered, no pun intended, everybody. Uh, Troy Williams. Troy Williams, uh, yeah, very athletic for Indiana. Um, had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Um, I, I remember he was really good at the reverse dunk. But another guy, I didn't feel like they got the, his full potential out of him. Yeah, he was the guy that I think he just got by with athleticism. He um, he kind of – I'm trying to think of that guy. 
who Ohio State had back in like the early 2010s with like Sollinger and those guys. I want to say his name was Sam something. Sam Thompson. Yeah. Uh, that's that's who Troy Williams kind of reminded me of because he didn't really do a whole lot except dunk. He could shoot a little bit, but uh, good, good defensively because of his athleticism. Uh, but yeah. Well, and on that team, you had Cody Zeller and, and Victor Aladipo, who both went two and four in the draft, and you even had good player, a good college player like Jordan Holes and a young Yogi yeah. Ferrell. Or am with I ahead of myself? Williams, uh, with Williams, yeah, Williams was with like Yogi, and I think he was with Thomas Bryant. That, that okay, so okay, so he, I was thinking he was a freshman on that team. Okay, so all he right, I got you. Well, even then, I because he was only like there three years, wasn't he? I think he's only there three years. I want to okay. say he was on that Indiana. T- he was on that Indiana team that beat Kentucky to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Back okay, like twenty sixteen or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Spike Albrecht with Purdue, not Michigan. <laughs> oh, Spike! Yeah, he wasn't that great in Purdue his one year. He couldn't stay healthy, but he did have his moments. Had a good game against Villanova at Macarena that year. Had a good game at Northwestern um, in front of a raucous Northwestern crowd that was trying to make the tournament for the first time ever. Um, didn't do it that year, but um, but yeah, uh, Spike Spike will always be known for his performances Louisville on on Michigan in the, in the national championship game. But yeah, he was a grad assistant for Purdue for I think last year, and then he decided this year he was just going to go get a regular job, or maybe it was two years ago. And last year decided to go go get a regular job. But still talks highly about Purdue. Purdue fans like him. So uh, he's an Indiana kid. But uh, so I, I was I was happy when he joined Purdue because he was annoying at Michigan as a as an opposing fan. Yeah. Uh, Duncan Robinson. There's a guy I never thought would be in the pros, and not only has he been oh. in the pros, he's had a decent career for himself and uh, uh, transfer from Division three and just talk about shooters who can shoot. Duncan Robinson yeah. killed every Big Ten team and was a good member of the Miami Heat for a while. I'm not sure how he's doing now, but. Um, he- he, what a story! He a big deal, and he, yeah, he kind of plateaued a little bit, and he kind of fell out of the rotation there. But now he's kind of back into yeah, it. Yeah, got paid. A better. Made it. Uh, Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry, I forgot about him. Uh, another winner uh, for the Spartans. Um, his was his brother a Spartan or his brother played somewhere else? I don't know if he had a brother. Or am I thinking of somebody else? I'm probably thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Aaron Henry's the guy from Indianapolis that seemed like he should have been a lot better than he was. He's was yeah. twenty twenty one. Okay, I must. Um, okay, I mean, I remember. Yeah, I remember who talked. I thought he had a brother somewhere, but I'm probably mistaken. He, he a lot of these guys run together, to be honest, over the yeah. years. But uh, no, he was one that I can't even remember if Purdue recruited him or not. I'm sure they did if he went to Michigan State. I know, but I know it was kind of a Michigan State Illinois battle there. For yeah, he ended up obviously choosing Michigan State, but he's the thing i remember most is Izzo screaming at him when he was a freshman in the tournament um and twitter of course went off because Izzo was screaming at him that's the only thing i really remember him for yeah yeah well i'll talk about Izzo here in a little bit <laughs> last one here isaiah livers isaiah livers yeah a uh, good player for michigan i've completely forgot about him until right now though yeah. he was a good player he seemed like he was there forever um He's in the NBA too. With the, I think he's with Detroit. Yeah, I mean Michigan has a lot of guys in the NBA. Um, he was a guy you could, he was always consistent. He was gonna get his. He was gonna get average double fig, figures every night. Um, yeah, I don't have a, too much to say about him, but he was athletic and yeah. good Six solid eight, player. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. Another winner. A lot of these guys are, yeah. and that's why their teams yeah. made it far. That's, why their teams win, yeah. so, that's a good list. That's a lot of names. I like when we do these Big Ten. List. I hmm. kind of make myself feel stupid at times for not remembering certain guys, but um, it's always good to reach into old memory bank and talk about some guys we haven't talked about in a while. And that is the Word, Word Association segment this week brought to you by Performa Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or a sales meeting in 2023, Performa Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call today at 574-210-3815, or you can email her at barbara.vanweinsberg at proforma.com. NCAA tourney is here. What a, what a time. What a time. What a time to be alive. 
Yeah, what'd you think of uh, of the brackets yesterday? The outcome, the field of sixty-eight. Any I snubs? Thought, I thought Rutgers was snubbed. I did too, um, for sure. I thought they deserved to get in over Mississippi State and Nevada. Yeah, um, Pitt deserved to get in, and they were last four in, but they they finished second, I believe, in the ACC. Yeah. I know the ACC's down. They have some bad losses, but they deserve to get in. But yeah, I don't think Mississippi State's that good. I don't think Nevada deserved it at all. They had some bad losses. The thing that kept Rutgers out was that loss to Minnesota. That is what did it. Well, and you look back to, if I'm a Rutger fan, I'm real frustrated because they lost to Ohio State when they shouldn't have. You remember the referees yeah. blew that game by the out-of-bounds call? Um, so with that said, I thought maybe the uh, officials might put them in. But or the, not the officials, but the committee. Uh, but they didn't do so. I was really surprised when they were out, and they weren't the first team out. It was Oklahoma State was the first team yeah. out. Rutgers was second. So um, I guess they had to beat Purdue to get in. I didn't think they needed to. I thought they, if they beat Michigan, that was enough. And I agree. I was proven wrong. Yeah, I completely agree. It does seem like Rutgers had a bad – they did lose at home to Nebraska as well. Down yeah. There. And they lost to Seton Hall, who was not very good. So they, they had some bad losses on their resume, which which kept them out. They had uh, one really good win at Purdue. Um, but other than that, what were their great wins? You know, a lot of them were at home. Well, when um, their team changed due to injury, from that point on, they only had one quad one win. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of hurt when, them, too. When Mag got hurt, they were 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Yeah. Which, which hurts. Um, but, yeah, Luke – Losing at home to Nebraska and then at Minnesota, I think that was like back-to-back games too. And then they lost at home to Northwestern too. Um, so they really limped uh, down the finish line. And, uh, yeah, I thought uh, after they beat Michigan that they had pretty much solidified themselves. But uh, probably Penn State going on that run kind of kept them out. That's a good point. And, uh, really, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised they beat Michigan because I predicted that, but I was surprised how easily they beat Michigan. Yeah, because Rutgers has a hard time scoring. Yeah. Uh, they play really good defense, but uh, yeah, Michigan had every opportunity to make the NCAA tournament, and I'm honestly surprised they accepted the NIT. Board. I was too. I was too. And I know a lot of people get are getting on North Carolina for doing it. I kind of wish more programs would, would do it and let let the mid majors and stuff that I think would benefit more from playing NIT get in because I don't think it does a lot at, for a, for a at big the same program. Time, it, uh, it makes North Carolina look like sore losers. It does. It does. uh, Yeah. First number preseason, number one ever to go to the NIT. And I think a lot of people, um, at least me and you thought they weren't going to be as good as what uh, the prognosticators were indicating heading into the season. Because uh, again, they were an NIT team last year and then they got hot in the ACC tournament and they snuck in and then made a run. So yeah, Hubert Davis, it's interesting to dissect his two-year run at North Carolina so far. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. But uh, besides that, I didn't think there was too many snubs. Um, yeah. I was a little, a little disappointed. I mean, we got some very intriguing round one matchups, but I was also a little disappointed. I didn't feel like. I mean, I'll, I'm probably completely wrong on this, but fill out my bracket. I didn't have too many upsets in round one because I didn't feel like there's tons of matchups for upsets. I had some upsets. It's mainly I picked against the teams I absolutely despise. That's the upsets. <laughs> I, uh, well, well, for instance, like, and not even that this is really upset, but like, um, eight nine matchups look. I mean, they're they're gonna be really intriguing. They're gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, but, they always are. But I was hoping we'd get some more mid majors in the eight nines. Um, yeah, um, and happen. it's it it's easy to choose ten over seven, which I did that. Sure. I did that in. Every single region except one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So th- those are always easy. I don't even think I had an 11 over a 6 in this year's bracket. 12 over 5 um, are easy ones to pick as well. But, uh, yeah, in in honestly, 13 over 4 is getting just as scary as mm-hmm. 12 over 5 is. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, let's go uh, region by region. We'll start with the south. Uh, assuming you have Alabama over. I do. Corpus Christi or uh, Southeast Missouri State. Um, Alabama might be the least favorite team of America, though, coming into this. Yes. What are your thoughts on uh, not having a 16-seed play-in game and having the last four um, or the last eight teams in the play-in games? You play 
two games uh, amongst the last four at-large at teams and then two games amongst the last four at-large teams. Because if you win your conference championship, you shouldn't have to play in a playing game to get in. I agree. I agree. And I don't like – yeah, I don't like these 16 seeds. They, It's like they're in, but they're not in. And, right. and, and I don't feel like that's a reward. I mean, you yeah, see these gets, teams on Selection Sunday go nuts when their name's yeah. announced. It's really cool. It's like, just put them in the field. They're, they're highly unlikely. It's happened one time ever. Got to beat well, the one seed anyway. So. The, the one argument you could make for still having it is it gives them an opportunity to actually get a, an NCAA tournament win in their history. So That's maybe that true. That's, that's true. That's part of the reason. But, uh, yeah, that's I, I think they deserve to all be in and. That's true. The 8-9 matchups is an intriguing one in, in this region. Maryland, 8-seed versus West Virginia, the 9-seed. Who you got? Uh, Maryland kind of limped to the finish line a little bit as well. They weren't playing nearly as good basketball, and they really struggle away uh, from the Xfinity Center. Um, so I am actually taking West Virginia. Um, I'm, I haven't watched a ton of West Virginia, but I know Bob Huggins' teams always like to press. does help yep. Maryland has a, a vet point guard in Jameer Young. Uh, but I think uh, I think West Virginia gets them. I'm going Big Ten here. I'm going Maryland. Um, they, like you said, they weren't good away from Xfinity Center. They were better neutral than they were on the road this year, which mm -hmm. most teams are. But I haven't watched West Virginia a ton besides when they lost to Purdue back in the um, the PK way back in November. But you're right, Huggins teams are coached well. They're tough. They press you. Could give Maryland some problems. I just think Maryland's more talented at the end of the day. So I got a Maryland advancing there. How about in the 5 12 matchup, San Diego State versus Charleston? Popular 12 5 upset, and I'm going with the 12 5 upset. Uh, Pat Kelsey has done an unbelievable job in Charleston, did a great job at Winthrop, and he should be in line for a big, big job here within the next few years. Uh, won over 30 games this year, uh, and I'm picking them to uh, upset the San Diego State. I'm right there with you. I know this is a real popular one amongst the college basketball talking heads, but we're talking heads too. And uh, yeah, I, I've I've liked this Charleston team all year. I mean, they went 31 and three for a reason. Yes, and I don't think San Diego State's that scary of a five. No. So four thirteen, we got Virginia against Furman. I know a lot of the talking heads are taking Furman because Virginia just struggles to score. But there is so much experience on this Virginia team that I think experience alone uh, gets them to at least around a 32. I agree. I'm not going against Tony Bennett. Yeah. Not in the first round. Not in the first round. Intriguing one here, 6-11, Creighton versus NC State. NC State was kind of a controversial in, um, if you will, because uh, Clemson was out and Clemson beat them three times, uh, which, which doesn't always matter. Uh, but uh, give me Creighton. I thought Creighton played some good basketball. However, they are without one of their best players. Um, but uh, I think Creighton uh, gets it done against NC State. I think Creighton's a real sleeper to do some damage in this tournament. They were uh, preseason top ten. Like you said, they did, are without one of their players. But they've been for a while. Um, so they've kind of got used to playing without them. And I think they take care of business against NC State there. I agree. 314 Baylor against UC Santa Barbara. Give me Baylor. Yep. I think Baylor pretty easily. Seven seed Missouri against the ten seeded Utah State. This is one of the upset picks I have. Imagine that. Uh, give me Utah State. Utah State can shoot. Both teams are really good offensively. Uh, Missouri's athleticism could really hurt Utah State, but uh, give me Utah State for my hatred alone. I'm going with Missouri. Um, every time I watch them this year, they've been pretty impressive. Now. Um, the most I watched was against Illinois, and they played lights out that night. So, wow. <laughs> or, or Illinois just didn't turn the lights on. I don't know. Maybe that was the case. But uh, I'm taking the Tigers to get past Utah State there, but it wouldn't shock me. I mean, 10 7 wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. It's almost a coin when flip, like an 8 9. Yeah. When I saw Missouri as the 7, I thought for sure that 10 was going to be Illinois. I just they wouldn't do that there. again. They wouldn't do that again. I, I, I was hoping for it, honestly. Uh, Arizona Princeton. I think Arizona takes care of the Tigers, but I bet it's close at half. I can see that. Give me Arizona as well. You want to finish out that bracket, or are we going right down to the next one? I'd say we just finish her out. All right. So I have Bama against Maryland. You have Bama against West Virginia. Uh, give me Bama. I think they get to the Sweet 16. I think they do too. Um, I'm going to be rooting against them, though. I'll be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I do not like this Bama team. Um, Charleston against Virginia. We both have this matchup. 
Give me Charleston. I think they get to the Sweet 16. I've, I've watched them a little bit this year. They're good. I, I know they're good. I just couldn't pull the trigger over Tony Bennett. I think the experience comes through again, and Bennett doesn't get knocked out by Cinderella early yet again. So on the Sweet 16 for the Cavaliers. Creighton against Baylor. Creighton. I got Creighton too. Yeah, Baylor, Baylor kind of struggled a little bit down yep. the stretch. I think they lost to Iowa State twice. Did they lose to them in the Big 12 tournament as well, or is I'm, I'm, am I making that up? They did. They up? did. They did. They did. Uh, but, but I know just last last weekend they lost to uh, at Iowa or at home to Iowa State as well. And Missouri and Arizona, or Missouri and Arizona for me, Utah State and Arizona for you. Uh, give me Arizona. I got I got the Wildcats advancing to Sweet 16 as well. So uh, Bama or Carl to Charleston going to lead eight for you? Alabama. Alabama. I have Bama over Virginia as well, so we agree there. Then Creighton and Arizona. Give me Arizona. They go to the Elite Eight. I got the Blue Jays. I got Creighton here. I got Creighton making a run. So uh, who do you have, Alabama or Arizona, representing the South in the Final Four? I have Arizona going to the Final Four. I like this Arizona team. Tommy Lloyd's done a fantastic job. They are very athletic. They're fun to watch, but I've been burnt so many times by Arizona in my brackets. (laughs) I remember the year I had Arizona win it all with uh, when Sean Miller was there and they lost to a 13 seed Buffalo in the first round. Um, so that's just nightmares on my bracket history. I'm taking Creighton in the upset over Alabama to make the fight final four. I have a six seed coming out of the South. Uh, yeah, honestly, this is the year to see like a six, a nine, a four, and an 11. <laughs> I, I am not confident in my bracket at all. Um, so I was like, I got to take a shot somewhere in some region. This was kind of the region I, I picked there. Mo- moving down to the east, um, Purdue Boilermakers, number one seed. They hung on. I still think they would have been number one even if they lost to Penn State yesterday, which was a game they probably should have won by about 10, but they won by just two points. Um, Struggle with the press down the stretch, but it wasn't even that as much as it was missing free throws and some wide open looks. But free throws, guys who are usually good free throw shooters, not making them. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what it is, and and it was unbelievable how this team can win a Big Ten regular season turn championship, Big Ten tournament championship, first time to do that in school history and get a one seed, first time since '96. And you have people calling for Matt Painter's head yesterday in a game Purdue won. Chill out, people. Chill out. It's, you know, do I want them to make the Final Four and win National Championship? Absolutely. But if they, wherever they, their journey ends, if they don't make it, I'm going to be disappointed. But yet, this season, they've achieved so much when everybody was picking to be fifth or sixth in the Big Ten. They did everything they were hoping last year's team could do. Um, so, no, it, people are just unbelievable at times. Unbelievable. Give me a I got Purdue beating either Fairleigh Dickerson or Texas Southern, which they beat Fairleigh Dickerson in the tournament in 1988, which in that year they beat Memphis State in the second round. Speaking of then Memphis State, now Memphis. Memphis against Florida Atlantic in the 8-9 game. Who do you got there? Uh, Memphis is a really good team starting to come on to. Give me Memphis. Memphis has, I think, 11 seniors, I believe. So uh, they're going for it. They're the most experienced team, I think, in the field as far as age goes. Florida Atlantic's a good story, but I agree. I think Memphis beats them. If Florida Atlantic does advance, it'll be interesting because Purdue beat them in football. Maybe they can beat them in basketball, too. Barely beat them in football. Uh, Here's an upset special by many out there. Five-seed Duke versus 12-seed Oral Roberts. Who you got? Give me Duke. Duke's playing like one of the top 10 teams in the country they're a scary five yeah this last month they're looking like the duke of old i agree i got duke um duke in a tough one but i think they survived the cinderella upset another popular one amongst the talking heads uh for four upsets four seed tennessee 13 seed louisiana i've not liked the way this tennessee teams looked however i am taking them to uh, get to the next round and in a close one I picked Louisiana. I, I went for this. My, maybe was my biggest upset, but Tennessee has not played the same since their point guard went down. Yeah. Kentucky, Providence, 6'11". Rumors are Ed Cooley could be headed to Georgetown. Interesting. What does that mean for Micah Shrewsbury, you wonder? Uh, Notre Dame. Maybe, maybe Notre Dame. Uh, I'm taking Kentucky as well. They're starting to play better, even though Vanderbilt beat them in the SEC uh, mm-hmm. tournament, but they're starting to play better, too. Three-seed Kansas State, 14 seed Montana State. Uh, give me Kansas State. I agree. They play good defense. Give me Kansas State. Seven seed Michigan State, 10 seed USC. I thought Michigan State might be a 10 seed in this tournament, but they're seven. Uh, give me Michigan State. I think they're better than USC. Um, 
I still, I still don't really like them. I'm taking Michigan State as well, even though they haven't played well in a while. So, in number two, Marquette against 15 seed Vermont that finds himself in the tournament almost every year, it seems every like. Year, yeah, uh, give me Marquette. Marquette's really good basketball. I agree. I got Marquette as well. Uh, Purdue against Memphis. I think this will be a close one. I think this could be a very scary uh, matchup for Purdue. Uh, Purdue's guards, specifically Fletcher Lawyer, has not played well. Uh, they struggle with teams that are a little bit more athletic than them. Uh, and the NCAA tournament's all about guard play. And um, their guard play, as I said, Bra- Braden Smith's been pretty good. Uh, but give me Purdue in this one. It's I think it's a scary matchup for Purdue either way, if Memphis or Florida is coming out of it. But in the end, I think Zach Eadie's just been dominant, and he's he's getting better as the season's going on, which is crazy. Um, it will be interesting to see how he's officiated in the tournament. But uh, give me Purdue in a pretty close one as well. Uh, I got Duke against Louisiana. You got Duke against Tennessee. Give me Duke. I am taking Duke as well. Let's go on Sweet 16 and a rematch against Purdue earlier this season in Madison Square Garden. Uh, on the bottom side of the bracket, Kentucky or Kansas State? Give me Kentucky. I have Kansas State here. Uh, Kentucky's playing better, but I think I think Coach Cal's last game at Kentucky will be in the second round. Uh, Michigan State or Marquette? Marquette. I got Marquette as well. Purdue or Duke? Give me the Dukies. I'm sorry to say a lot of people are picking them to go to the Final Four, and uh, they're playing like a Final Four team right now. All the ESPN guys have Duke. Mm-hmm. My brain was telling me Duke, to be honest, but my heart said pick hey, Purdue. Hey, when when your team's a one seed, yeah. you better pick them to win the national title. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta try, don't I? I gotta try. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to face Duke twice, especially in Madison Square Garden, which would be interesting because Duke's gonna have a ton of people there, but everybody else is gonna be pulling for Purdue because Duke's hated everywhere. Yeah. Um, but so I'm taking Purdue. We'll see what happens. Uh, Kentucky or Marquette? I got Kansas State or Marquette. Give me Marquette. I got Marquette as well. So my Elite Eight's another rematch for Purdue. It's like they were putting the rematches in. Uh, do you have Marquette or Duke? I have Duke. You got Duke. Four. So you got yeah. Duke and uh, Arizona in the Final Four. I got Purdue and Creighton in the Final Four. Uh, we'll switch over real quick. I know we're kind of getting close on time. We'll switch over to the Midwest and the West and do these really fast. Uh, Midwest, I'm assuming you got Houston over Northern Kentucky. Yep. How about Iowa or Auburn? This seems like a Gator Bowl or Outback Bowl match. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, give, give, give me Auburn, though. I don't like the way Iowa's played either down the stretch. I'm taking Iowa just because I had a good time talking to your uncle this weekend and your grandma. So <laughs> I'm taking Iowa. Uh, good, it should be a good game, though. should be a good game. Miami, Florida, or Drake? I chose Miami, but I would not be surprised to see Drake knock them off. I'm taking Miami and their uh, expensive NIL deals there. Uh, Indiana or Kent State? Rematch of the 2002 Elite Eight. This is a popular upset pick as well, but give me Indiana. I think Indiana will be too much in the end, but Kent State's a pretty good MAC team. Iowa State or uh, Mississippi State or Pittsburgh? Uh, give me Iowa State. I got Cyclones as well. I like the way they're playing. Xavier or Kennesaw State? Dave. I got Xavier as well. Texas A&M or Penn State? Another good football matchup there. Love the way Penn State's playing right now. Uh, give me Penn State to knock them off. Yep, they can splash threes. That's always uh, dangerous for everybody in the tournament. Guard play, guard play, guard play in the tournament. Jalen Pickett can carry a team. Texas or the popular uh, toothpaste brand, Colgate? Texas. I got Texas as well. Houston or Iowa? I have Houston over Auburn. That's right, you do. I forgot. Why would you pick Iowa? I got Houston over Iowa. Sorry, Iowa fans. Miami against Indiana. I unfortunately went chalk in this uh, region, so give me Indiana. I got in. I got Indiana as well, making Sweet Sixteen, which I know a lot of IU fans think that'd be a successful season if they get there. It still is crazy to me, Trace Jackson Davis. I know it's not his fault entirely, but how good of Hoosier he is. He's gonna go down as one of their better players of all time. No Big Ten championship of any sort in his career. Pretty crazy. Iowa State or Xavier? Give me Xavier. I got X as well. Penn State or Texas? Another good football matchup. Give me Texas. I got Nitty Lions marching on to Sweet 16. My Big Ten bias is coming out a little bit tonight. but (laughs) I uh, tend to root against every single other Big Ten team. Penn State's fun to watch, though. They play hard. They splash threes. That's that's the only one I wouldn't mind seeing making a little bit of a run. And, you know, in the Big Ten tournament, that old uh, saying of you can't beat a team three times kind of – Proof false. Penn State did it to Illinois. Purdue did, did it to Ohio State and Penn State. So, yeah. um, Houston or Indiana? Give me Houston. Guard play will be way too much for Indiana. Though. I got Houston as well. Xavier or Texas for you? Give me Texas. I have Xavier over Penn State. 
So Houston or Texas? This would be a big Texas matchup here. Give me Texas. I got Houston beating Xavier to go to the Final Four in Houston, which would be interesting. And let's go down to the West. Uh, Kansas or Howard? Give me Kansas. I got the Jayhawks as well. You're fighting the Illini or the Arkansas Razorbacks. This will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. Both teams, super similar, came in with high expectations. Arkansas was ranked 10th. Illinois was in the top 25, at least. Um, two teams really athletic, bunch of talent. Arkansas has two projected lottery picks. I think Arkansas is going to be way too much for Illinois. Illinois has been 4-6 and six over the last 10. Uh, so give me Arkansas on this one. J-Man's book of prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life, Home, Auto, Business, Renters. Workers, comma, farm insurance, contact Travis, 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. This is a very intriguing matchup. I think it's going to be a very fun game. Arkansas has made back-to-back Elite Eight appearances. Either team shoots three ball well. If I'm at, if I'm Illinois, I like Des Moines as our place to go. I think Illini Nation will travel well. Give me the Illini in a close one, Jay, man. You'll be sweating uh, out. You'll be yeah. sweating out. But they're moving on, and you'll feel a little bit better about their season. A little bit. We'll a little bit. St. Mary's or VCU? Give me St. Mary's. That St. Mary's team's fun to watch. Always are, it seems like. I got VCU. I think they're really good. Um, and they've had pass success. I know that was a long time ago, but they're pretty good. Uh, UConn or Iona? UConn. Yes, I got UConn taking down the Rick Patino there. TCU or Arizona State or Nevada? Uh, TCU. I got TCU as well. Gonzaga or Grand Canyon? Gonzaga might be the best three seed of all time. Yeah. Zags. I got the Zags as well. Northwestern or Boise State? Should do I even need to ask? Uh, no. <laughs> it's in Sacramento, so Boise State would probably have more fans there than Northwestern. But I got the Wildcats moving on, just to spite you, Josh. Um, UC, <laughs> UCLA or UNC Asheville? No, uh, UCLA. I got UCLA as well. Kansas or Arkansas? Uh, give me Kansas. I got Kansas over the line in a close one, though. I think the line I play with your heartstrings there, Jay Man. Uh-huh. Illinois supposedly beat him in a secret scrimmage this year. So who knows? I think Kansas got a raw deal getting sit in the West of Vegas instead of Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't break my heart, though. Uh, St. Mary's or UConn? I have UConn. I have VCU upsetting UConn, going to the Sweet 16 for a matchup of the a rematch of the uh, 2011 Elite Eight between Kansas and VCU there. Uh, TCU or Gonzaga? Give me the Zags. I got the Zags as well. Boise State or UCLA? Uh, give me UCLA. I got UCLA over Northwestern, uh, Kansas, or UConn. Give me UConn. I love the way UConn's been playing. I got uh, Kansas over VCU, and then Gonzaga or UCLA. UCLA losing Clark kills them. Uh, give me Zags. I got Gonzaga as well. So do you have UConn or Gonzaga making the Final Four? I have, U- I have UConn. You are on that. You're on that Hurley train. Um, I got Gonzaga beating Kansas. So on the left side of your bracket, who do you got, uh, Arizona or Duke? Uh, give me Arizona. You got Arizona. I have Purdue over Creighton. And on the right side of your bracket, who do you have, Texas or um, UConn? Give me UConn. UConn. No, actually, give me Texas. Sorry. Give you Texas. I have Houston. So in your national championship, Arizona or Texas? Texas, 77-70. Oh, Texas loses their coach and wins the national title. That would be quite a story. Yeah. Um, I have Purdue over Houston, 75-70. And I would ball like a baby if that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Beating Calvin Sanctions. That would be beautiful. That, that, so, that would be poetic, wouldn't it? But it would be tough. To, that would be Purdue's luck to get the chip chip against the team that's hosting the whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun to watch very unpredictable tournament always fun always stressful when your team's in it but uh glad purdue plays friday night so i can enjoy thursday games without even uh, worrying about uh, Purdue winning or losing because i'm a baby like if they would lose early on a thursday i wouldn't watch probably the whole weekend so. yeah that'll probably be me when illinois loses to arkansas <laughs> well you're burning your bogey this week let's see if you can claw back within one stroke or keep it at two or fall back unfortunately to be three down. Jalen Ramsey, the new Miami Dolphin, became the fourth defensive back in NFL history to be named first team all pro three plus times and play for three plus different teams before turning the age of 30. What other three defensive backs did this? Deion Sanders. Deion sure. Sanders is one. I want to say 
Darrell Revis? Darrell Revis is two. You got yourself a par at least, so you're not falling back. Wow. Good pull. Um, I have no idea on the last one. You got to throw out a guess because you got to take a chance to get a birdie. Man, who is a good defensive back? Cornerback or safety? It doesn't matter which one. Um, does it? Or is it just cornerback? Or did you say defensive back? Help defensive back. Um, I have not had Reed, you idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I have no idea. Um, Brock Marion. Good guess, but no, it is the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew? Yep, Dang. Honey Badger. So, you got a par. You're not falling behind, so you're still two strokes down. I'll take it. I'll take a par. Wrap us up there, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show. We'll be back at it same time, same channel next Monday. Have a fantastic week, everybody.